Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Hammett. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast to support the show. Five bucks a month, you get a bonus episode, ad-free episodes when that applies, and we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, good to see you in person Yay, again. I'm Yay. glad you're better. <laughs> you're already you're always feeling okay, right? But I'm, now you're... I was fine last week, but out of, of an abundance of caution, there mm-hmm. you go. Uh, this podcast is also on YouTube under Friendly Atheist. Mm. Um, and there's a Discord page as well. That link is in the show notes. So many things to talk about. I have an important thing to bring up first. And what's that? Um, happy anniversary, Hammett. Tw- 10 years ago, this very day. I have no idea where you're Is the first this. time I posted for Friendly Atheist. Oh, look at that. Yeah, Congrats. 10 years ago. It was May 2012. So that gives us what? Two more to go? Two more years yeah. to go before what? Before this whole blows up. <laughs> before you get tired of my general yes, presence. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think we got two years <laughs> left in us. <laughs> that's awesome. Happy yeah, anniversary. Happy anniversary. Um, do you want to start with the, I don't even know if I want to be upset first or last. Someone <laughs> did send us a very nicely put email saying you should include more happy stories because it's a very depressing show. And I'm like... It's not like uh, I don't want to. Right. It's that I feel like they're maybe we just go where the new Madison Cawthorn's not gonna be in Congress. Listen, that's a this story. Is excellent news. See? Good things are happening See, all over the place, especially that be, one place. It could be worse. It sure um, could be and has been and shall again. <laughs> let me start with this one then, because I think it's um it's not depressing. It's just old school re- religious bigotry. Mm-hmm. This is the Christian Academy of Louisville in Kentucky. Hey, you I know the area. Tomorrow. There you go. So the Christian Academy of Louisville's a private Christian school. That that's fine. It's legal. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a posting on Twitter this week. And it's basically a guy said, my friend sends his kids to this school. Okay. He saw an assignment they had to do. He was appalled by it. He sent me the screenshots of it. Okay. I'm going to share it with the world because right. he doesn't want to get anyone in trouble. Private Christian school. What grade? Uh-huh. This is, I think, middle school. So I'm guessing seventh, eighth grade okay. here. And basically, this is an actual assignment where the kids have to write a letter. I can't wait to hear this because... Yeah. I feel like we have heard all of the like weird Christian yeah, school things. Yeah, what are they going to do, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that something has shocked you. I had not seen this sort of thing before, but on in hindsight, I'm uh-huh. like, yeah, that tracks. Uh, it's a worldviews essay on the what are humans unit in a class on Bible something something. But here's the assignment. Okay. It's a very vague yeah. description. Essay. Write a letter to a friend of your same gender Uh-oh. who is struggling with homosexuality. Uh-oh. Write a letter to a gay friend. And we know you don't have any, so make Just one Just make up. one yeah. up. Um, here's the instructions. I'm reading directly from the assignment. Assume that you have known this friend since kindergarten, that you go to the same church, and that you have been pretty good friends over the years until now. <gasps> <laughs> this friend is your same age. The aim of your letter 
should be to lovingly and compassionately speak truth to the person you're talking to in a way that does not approve of any sin. Mm. Instead, and then in all caps, try to persuade them of the goodness of God's design for them in lowercase. So, write an essay telling your fictional gay friend to stop being gay. Which, for a bunch of reasons, there's a problem with sure, this. Sure, 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 sure. How many of these poor kids are gay and have to write this little essay? <laughs> I bet that's a real fun experience. You know, in seventh grade and everything's easy and you understand what, what's happening no in your body. No one has crushes in middle school. Yeah, exactly. Ever, right? Everyone's completely normal and not <laughs> awkward and just comfortable moving through the, through the life. What they need is to also write an essay against their inherent sexuality. Yes. I think that's what will help. And I like, they didn't say write a letter to turn your friends straight. They said, write a letter, try to persuade them of the goodness of God's design. Like, that's their code word for, you know what you're supposed to do. uh, Because if they had just wanted to be like, show me how you're going to preach to somebody, it Mm. would be, pretend you have a friend who's an atheist, blah, blah, blah. This is not that. This is somebody who they are assuming is in your church. Yeah. Which is even more heinous. (laughs) Like, like they're coming from inside the house. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very bait and switch, like, we've been friends all all our lives. Mm -hmm. Now I'm coming for you. Yeah. Um, I have gotten, by the way, since you brought it up, I have gotten emails from people who clearly had an assignment to talk to an atheist. Oh, really? And basically my response to those emails, like they want to debate or they want to ask why I became an atheist. I'm like, I'm not doing your homework for you here. Like, go. Oh, boy. Are they like form letters? Uh, Yeah, with a few things changed, I'm sure. But I'm like, tell your teacher this assignment is stupid. Whatever. Oh, I'm not done even reading the directions, by the way. I'm sorry. No, my fault. In at least eight sentences, try to show the friend from the Bible, uh, try to show the friend from the Bible, reason, and your personal friendship the following. That God's design for them is good, being straight. Sure. Um, that homosexuality will not bring them satisfaction. Um, and that you love them, okay. even though you don't approve of their lifestyle. Love the sin or hate the sin. Yeah. Um, all, the, all the greatest hits there, huh? Yeah. And then there's the rubric. Because there's a rubric for this thing. Why bother with a rubric? <laughs> it's just arbitrary nonsense. Yeah, I know. So do you want a top score, excellent score, 15-point score? The letter has to communicate truth lovingly and clearly from mm. Scripture with obvious logical argument to persuade. Like, I would love to know what that's supposed to be. I What's the logical argument Their here? logical argument, I would bet $12 million <laughs> that their logical argument is... Well, two two ladies can't have a baby, and two boys can't have a baby. So logically, they shouldn't be. I, I truly when think that's the When you plug an electrical it. cord, it has to go into the other one. Oh, See, God. therefore, Jesus, something, oh, be straight. something, something chewed gum. Yeah. I don't know. Um, if a lot you wanna, of tortured metaphors in Christianity. <laughs> I'll skip good twelve points and jump to fair nine points. Uh-oh. Letter communicates some truth mixed with some error, with little love or clarity, without reference to. Scripture. Scripture, utilizing some logic with no persuasion, which, let's be honest, is every one of these letters. Correct. (laughs) Jesus. Um, And then needs work still gets six points. That's the failing grade, which is letter communicates at least one truth. At least one truth. Yeah. You are a real person I'm writing this letter for. Shoot, (laughs) shit. No, that's not one truth. Damn it. 
Man. Um, yeah. That's a letter they're telling middle school kids to write because they want these kids to be as bigoted as the adults are at this school. On the classic 15-point grading system used yeah. across the country. Like, y'all, I... How much of a bummer would it be to... I was going to say I really want to read these letters, but I think it would bum me out in the most sincere way. Like, it wouldn't be fun. It would be tragic. Just to be clear, gay people don't turn straight. Conversion therapy is a harmful lie. In Christian environments, like you brought up, uh, gay people often end up suppressing their desires and pretending they're straight Mm -hmm. in order to live up to these crazy expectations. Mm -hmm. And the guy who shared the screenshots, the guy whose friend sends his kids... To uh-huh. the school. His name is J.P. Davis, and he said to the Courier Journal newspaper, like, why did this bother him so much? Like, why did he post about this? And he said he spent the first 23 years of his life hiding his homosexuality oh, before coming out as a gay man. And he said the, stati- the statistics speak for themselves on suicide among LGBTQ plus people. Mm-hmm. And these are seventh graders that are being subjected to hate and division, and it's not necessary. I know it's a Christian school, he said, but that's not my Christianity. That's not my values. And that's not what Jesus, if they want to make that argument, represented. Jesus didn't go around asking people to judge and tell other people how they're wrong and shame, uh, and shame them. But... He, that's exactly what he's doing. These letters... Oh, boy, oh, boy. This poor man. And he's still Christian? He, I, from what I could gather, I don't know where he stands on it, but his point is, I'm not attacking Christianity. No. I am attacking this assignment and what this school's doing. I have to think that has to be a, a really special challenge for somebody who's, like, in the queer community and is a, and is a Christian just because, like... It's a real dice roll with these churches. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of them are, like, the chillest and great and wonderful and, like, into Jesus' whole thing about, like, love and take care of people. But you never know if you walk into the wrong church or say you're Christian to the wrong person and all of a sudden now you're this villain. Well, we've seen it with Catholic schools, too, where every time they fire someone who's in a same-sex relationship or marriage, you have a bunch of parents who are like, oh, I can't believe that happened at this Catholic oh, school. And, of course, we all roll our eyes like, did you not see Catholic in the name? That's <laughs> kind of their jam. Um, but in this case, yeah, with some of these Christian schools, it isn't as uniform. And mm-hmm. you could, depending on which churches running the school like you never know if you're getting a place actually committed to education Mm -hmm. or indoctrination and by the way i have another story about exactly that later (laughs) um but they the courier journal did ask the uh superintendent of this particular school his Mm -hmm. name is darren long like so what's up with this assignment and basically um he gave a bunch of random bs and then he said This hypothetical friend conversation was for our students to review the class discussions and their perspectives on the subject. Moving forward, moving forward, what do you think they're going to do? Not do it anymore? He said, moving forward, we will review the assignment to ensure there is clarity in its purpose and language. Which... Uh, So, (laughs) I'm... So, okay, I want to be clear. He didn't say, no, we don't dislike gay people, right? He didn't say, we love gay people. Definitely did not say that. Did not say, we're not going to do this assignment. Yeah. Said, we'll make it more clear. It's like clarity wasn't your issue. We read the assignment loud and clear. Yeah. We know what you were doing. You're telling kids being gay is a problem. Yeah. Which, by the way, even most Christians disagree with. It's acting on it that they would say is a problem, which isn't. 
But yeah, like they're saying being gay is a problem. It also, the assignment urges people to treat gay people as targets for conversion, which has all kinds of horrible implications. It suggests the Bible defends everything they're about to do, which Mm -hmm. many Christians would disagree with. And again, the overall goal is to turn these kids into little bigots. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the way, if the problem is like your friend is a sinner and you need to help them, which I kind of get as an assignment, Look at the sin they're going after. They're yeah. not saying, like, your friend's a murderer. What right. are you going to say? No, it's... Or your friend's drinking or doing yeah. drugs. No, no, no. Your friend committed the sin of, right. like, being a gay. <laughs> like, that's the sin that they think deserves this mm-hmm. thing. Like, are they writing letters to their friends who are, like, racist? No. No. That's not an assignment. Also, that's... the Bible is really racist. <laughs> so I don't think that would be a problem with them necessarily. Better assignment, if they really wanted to do this, mm-hmm. is, like, why don't you talk to some gay people who exist <laughs> and who have been harmed by people like you and listen to them and just jot down what they say they don't and care. share it with the class. They but don't care about their life the, experience. They care about their immortal soul and nothing else matters. Yeah, I mean, what are you trying to teach at this school? They're not teaching them to learn. No. It's never listening. It's talking. It's telling people what they need to hear because no part of this assignment said... Can you at least summarize what the other side's going to say or think about what the, how this might come across? No, there's none of that. Yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of what's missing here is, you know, when I was in junior high, you did a lot of, um, sort of hype, not a lot, but like hypothetical debates, right. Of like, do you, are you pro or do you pro or con automobiles? And, you know, pretend you're in 1910 and the cars are coming out. You're pro cars. You're anti car. And, like, it is an exercise to help you, like, learn how to structure arguments and learn how to, like, just, like, pull your own thoughts together. But we would always be, like, assigned something. Like, we're, like we had one that was, um, you're doing a project that's, like, pro-sex work and you're doing a thing that's, like, sex work should be illegal. And it's just a way of researching even if you don't agree with it and i think that is one of the many 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 things that's missing out in like these christian schools is it's always from the same point of view they never take the take a moment to like set themselves in somebody else's shoes and so so now we just have a bunch of like kids talking at their quote unquote friends and their perpetuating friends. yeah they do not have these friends. and perpetuating this horrible stereotype that's going to fuck up another generation oh. I hope some parents are like, the hell's going on at this school? I'll take my kids out. I don't know. I don't even know if the parent who passed along the screenshots is going to take his kids out because it's not always as simple as a choice. Sometimes they go there for reasons like, I don't know, some grandparents paying the tuition. Yeah. I mean, there's other reasons. I've seen Gilmore Girls. I understand how that works. So I don't don't know if parents are taking their kids out because of this or if it opened their eyes. But man, I hope it does because otherwise... They're not going to stop doing this. Yeah. I, I'm really curious about how, like, kind of the rest of the world reacts to things like this, as I think it's going to continue to come up in, in situations exactly like this, of, I think, I uh, of the conservative adults I know, when I say adults, I'm 36 years old, so I guess I'm an adult, from the conservative boomers that I know tend to be fiscally conservative and things like that, and are exhausted by this gay like gay panic nonsense are like do not want to be a part of that and they keep getting dragged in by like an ever you know fleeing right right wing party and i don't know i just think it's 
I'm curious how parents are going to react. I'm curious what they're going to say because I wonder how many people are like, yeah, I want to send my kid to a Christian school because I'm Christian and I went to a Christian school and don't consider the fact that they're going to be getting like homophobic shit as opposed to like, you know, Bible study and morals or whatever. And then like also latent homophobia. But I mean, or they're into it and think their kids should be teeny tiny homophobes. Right, which is unfortunately probably true for a lot Have of these you people. you seen, ugh, there's some, like, bumper stickers that's, like, a woman with a top knot and, like, American flags. It's, like, a silhouette, American flag, sunglasses. And the thing is, like, just a regular old mom doing my best not to raise liberals. And it's, like, ugh, <laughs> you people are monsters. They're pro-life until you disagree with them. Yeah, and then, until you have an opinion. Don't care about this kid. Uh, I'm going to jump to, okay, since we're talking about schools, this is this is a big deal. This made me happy because it has a happy ending. But here's the story. West Virginia, Mercer County School District, uh, Mercer County Schools, for 75 years, they've had elective Bible classes, mm-hmm. which technically legal as long as you're teaching kids about the Bible. You right. know the drill. We've had that. We've had this discussion. Um, And in this case, it's a pretty popular course known as like Bible in the schools. We're teaching the Bible as a piece of, as an influential text, Mm -hmm. as literature, as all that. Fine, 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 fine. Um, In 2017, a mother named Elizabeth Deal and her daughter, who's going to go unnamed here because she was a minor, they sued the school district. And they basically said that these courses were no different than Sunday school classes. Mm -hmm. This is not an objective class about the Bible. It is using the Bible to indoctrinate kids. And their lawsuit laid out a whole bunch of examples of what they were talking about. Any one of them would have been a problem on its own. But here's just a short summary of what they had. The district required that teachers of these classes had a, quote, degree in Bible I still don't know what the hell that means. Wait, a degree in Bible? Degree in Bible. They're not talking like a certification. Like, what a major, degree. What major do you get at your public university? A degree in Bible? Yeah. I can't stop saying it. It's so weird. It sounds weird. But that means a if you have a Bible. degree in history or you have a degree in literature, mm-hmm. you're not able to teach this class. But if you went to seminary or a Christian school in like New Testament, whatever. Wait, did you say this is a public or a private public, school? It's a public, public school. And degree they ha- in Bible. Like degree in Bible. Uh-huh. So that's one issue where it's like you're basically saying you need to be a pastor or on that path or something to teach this class. Another one, uh-huh. a lesson included images of Jesus being whipped and tortured, mm-hmm. Jesus's scarred body dragging a cross, Jesus being nailed to a cross, and Jesus ascending into heaven, mm-hmm. which is exactly what the photographers at the time of Jesus, mm-hmm. captured on camera. I remember. I've seen the footage. It's grainy, <laughs> but you can tell. Yeah. The goals of the <laughs> curriculum, the goals, the stated goals mm-hmm. included helping kids develop a, quote, positive attitude towards biblical literature, uh-huh. harmonizing the Matthew and Luke accounts of the birth of Jesus. I've never heard that expression uh, And before. harmonizing the four gospel accounts of the last days of Jesus, which again is something you maybe do in seminary. You don't need to yeah. do that to teach kids. 
here's why people refer to Adam and Eve. Not Adam and Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it basically suggests the Bible is literally true. It reflects reality and is quite literally a good book, and don't you dare say otherwise. Uh And then most, maybe most egregiously, it was an elective. But if you chose not to take the class... You did not receive alternative instruction. You basically were just shunned to another room. Like, just shut up for 40 minutes. Go read a book. Like, are you describing study hall in a (laughs) weird way? Yeah, but like if they're saying like, look, these kids are going to get an education no Uh matter how bad the class is. You have to provide for the kids who aren't taking it to get a sensible alternative. Maybe they learn a literature in another sense. They're not doing that for these kids. Is it a credit toward graduation? Yes, it's an elective credit. Okay. And again, making matters worse, they the curriculum promoted creationism. Like they literally included textbook beliefs. The textbook included stuff sure. that suggested humans and dinosaurs lived at the same time. Yeah, uh, they had to true. have. Um, How else did we get those good pictures? <laughs> excerpts from the textbook they were using. Moses was saying that when a dolphin had a little baby, it didn't have a baby octopus. It had a baby dolphin that was like itself. When a shark had a baby, it didn't have a baby eagle or a baby sea turtle. The shark had a baby shark that was like itself. I know that just sounded like mush. It was saying evolution is not true. Animals give birth to animals that are just like them. Except for they provably don't. Like, I don't know. Has anybody met their parents? Are they identical to their parents? (laughs) Exactly identical. Um, What the fuck? Another thing I'm quoting. So picture Adam being able to crawl up on the back of a dinosaur. He and Eve could have their own personal water slide. Wouldn't that be so wild? It's a living. Mm -hmm. That's a Flintstones reference. And then actual line, if all of the Israelites had chosen to follow the Ten Commandments, think of how safe and happy they would have been. It did not mention how they would have been put to death for, like, working on the Sabbath or whatever. Yeah. No, I don't think this is necessarily a good class, Hammond. So all of this is in their lawsuit in 2017. When the Washington Post did an article about the lawsuit they had filed, they spoke to... This is dumb. I don't know why they did it. They spoke to a pastor nearby because uh, he supported the course, and he was fighting to keep it intact. In oh, wow, and a pastor said, supporting it? So weird. Yeah, and he said, my experience with it has been very positive. Anytime God's word can be proclaimed is beneficial and is a good thing. It's like, buddy, you're not supposed to say that in support of the secular Yeah, me, a (laughs) 75-year-old virgin who lives in a one-room house, has never had a problem with Bible study, so I'm not sure what your problem is. Um, Children with (laughs) uteri that you have to worry about already. The reporter for that Washington Post article, uh, Joe Heim, he asked the district, can I sit in on one of these classes so I could see firsthand what's going on? And the district's like, "Uh, no, we cannot allow you to do that. Is that legal? There must be a thing about transparency in public schools. They can always say, like, we don't want you around the kids. And the reporter's like, I don't care about the students. I'm not taking pictures. I'm not doing any of that. Nope, they just wouldn't let him... Um, anyway, and the deals talked to the Washington Post and said, our daughter didn't take the class. Other students told her she was going to hell. Yep. They, she was reading a Harry Potter book instead during her study hall. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you don't need to be reading this. You need to be reading the Bible. Like, it's just harassment that she faced as a result of doing oh, this. Oh, you mean school-sponsored bullying? Uh-huh. That's what it sounds like to me. So, here's... Okay, I'm going to try to summarize what happened since 2017, because it's insane. Because oh, this 2017. case has been going on forever. Jesus. A federal judge said the deals don't have legal standing because they moved out of the district. 
The judge said, also, the school temporarily suspended the class. Like, they're not teaching it, so you guys are good. But then they appealed that decision, and an appellate court said... It doesn't, you absolutely have standing because you had to spend money to get your kid to go to another district. Mm -hmm. So you have a a dog in this fight. And just because they temporarily suspended the class doesn't mean the second this is all over, they're not just going to bring it back the same way as before. Um, And then the district said, well, hey, Supreme Court, why don't you take a look at this? And the Supreme Court said, go the hell away. Um, But in that they won't take the case. Yes. Okay. And so that's where we were. Then the school district says, well, guess what? We're getting rid of the program entirely. Good. Um, and then they, the court dismissed the lawsuit again. But the, the deals are like, no, still, seriously, something bad happened to us. And right. we want to fight this. Right. Because you could just bring this back. Um, so anyway, here's where we get to this week. This Oof. case has been going on and on. And finally, now, both sides agree to a settlement Okay. And basically, the one thing we know, because it is under, it's confidential, but the one thing we know specifically is the district will pay out $225,000 through their insurance. It's not taking money from the kids um, to cover all the legal fees, attorneys' fees for the deals and the lawyers associated with this. I don't believe the deals themselves get any crazy buttload of cash. Sure. uh, Because that's not what this is about. Um, And FFRF. Uh, Freedom from Religion Foundation said on their end, they're going to be honoring the student with an award and a $5,000 scholarship, Mm -hmm. which is great. But the point is like, I, at least in this outcome, these, this family fought back. They stood up against this class Mm -hmm. that had been going on forever. They dealt with the bullying and harassment. Mm -hmm. And is it quite a victory? It's not technically a victory, but it it got the class shut down because they clearly don't know how to run it. Right. And at the end of the day, no other kid's going to suffer what they went through. But again, all of this could have been avoided if when the atheists and the family asked politely that Mm. you can't do this, you got to stop it. Had the school listened to the smart people, they could have avoided all of this. Instead, it's like a five, six-year legal battle and a quarter million dollar almost payment that they got to make because they wouldn't listen to the people who knew the deal. It's really hard to watch happen, isn't it? It to really like is. these public schools are going to the mat for this bullshit that's not helping anyone. It's yeah. it really sucks. Um, I got one last story involving a school board. This one has a happy ending though too, okay. uh, and I, I really I'll like this when story. I see it. Uh, maybe um, Colorado Springs evangelical yeah. like uh, totally. hotbed of evangelical Christianity, and a couple of school boards, public school boards in the vicinity, have been overtaken by these conservative white evangelicals. And, you know, they've been warned multiple times about using their positions on the school boards to foist their religious uh, beliefs on students Mm -hmm. because they're anti-trans, they're anti-like, critical race theory, whatever. Um, So they've been getting letters about that. But here's a specific case of this. There is a district literally called District 49, and their board, tre- like, this is a board, five-member board, where their board treasurer, her name is Ivy Lou, she basically advertises that she's going to have prayer circles outside the building where the board meeting's taking place. Um, and, like, anyone who sees the prayer circle would say, this is connected to the board right. meeting. It's not separate. You're advertising it on your, like, board 
social media. Isn't stuff. it the neighborhood of like meet you at the flagpole or whatever? Yeah, but even that? that student, technically it's student run, oh. and that's fine. Students can do what they want. But this is a board member gotcha. saying, I'm doing this. I'm advertising it on my Facebook page that says I'm a board member. Right. That's the one problem. But here's the other one. There's another board member, Jamie Lynn Davola. Davola? Davola. And here's their deal. When she ran for the board in 2021, her campaign website basically said, uh, I'm quoting here, one of my top priorities would to be would be to make sure children are assigned to different bathroom based on their biological sex. So brave. Just that's your that's so why brave. you want to be a board member. Just direct attack on trans kids. Yeah. She condemned comprehensive sex ed. She condemned the quote LGBTQ plus agenda. She it. condemned Black Lives Matter. She condemned social justice. Just a moral monster right mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So last year, she's campaigning for the school board. She wants to run in that election. A stu- After she got elected, I believe, a student in the district writes her a letter, an email, basically saying, look, you're a board member now. Please reconsider what you're doing because you're going to hurt people. Mm-hmm. The student literally said... Um, quoting from the letter, some students do not receive, talking about sex ed, I think, some students do not receive this information at home and need to learn it at school so they stay safe and healthy. I know this is a lot, Mrs. Davola, but please at least consider the things I've said. Hmm. The mental health of the district students is potentially on the line. And this is a long letter. I'm only reading you the end there. Good for them. Um, now, if you're in her position, the school board member's position, you could have easily said, Thanks for your message and ignored it. Um, I mean, oh, you could have just said no. thank you, Did whatever. Did put this kid on blast? Um, she wrote back a letter. I'm only reading a part of it because it was a long response. But here's part of it. Um, all people are created equal and no one can take that away from them because it was given to them by God. When someone fully understands who they are in Christ, then they will know they are valued and will be able to overcome depression and thoughts of suicide. Hmm, that's why... No Christians have ever have ever been completed said, ever, suicide ever, or yeah, never. Um, she added, "There they will know there are only two genders." Ugh. Dot dot dot. We are not free to do whatever we feel like. We must uphold the values and truth of the Bible. I know that you may not agree with me, and that is okay. I will still see you as the Lord sees you as a child of the Most High God. Dot dot dot. I pray that God would reveal Himself to you so that you too can experience the love of the father did you know that there are native american tribes that uh had four genders i learned about this recently did you know that that sounds familiar but i couldn't tell you more basically it's the span of like masculine male you know feminine male masculine female feminine female and like that was just the accepted thing and so this sort of insistence um that christians have that it's always been two genders and no and and gender has always been very important to everybody and not at all a performative thing that we all do like it's just so this is the dumbest hill they're gonna die on imagine if a muslim school board member sent a letter saying anything like that by the way i should point out the Davola sent that letter from her like board email to this oh, child. Oh, yeah, in an official capacity. Right? Good yes. for her. Um, really bullying F- kids on company time. I know. Freedom from Religion Foundation did send a letter to the district telling them to like knock it the fuck off. <laughs> um, but this um, last week, last Thursday, they had a school board meeting, and basically the mother of that child spoke during like the public address really? portion of the meeting. 
And listen, I'm just going to, I'm not going to play the whole thing. It was like a five minute long Dottie's doing something in the background. It's a five minute long speech. I won't play it for you or Uh anything. I'll read you a little bit of it. Watch, click on the link in the show notes. Watch her video. Her name is Lucy, I'm sorry, Lacey Carroll. And she delivered just a hell of a speech to condemn what this woman did. Um, She said, it's all good. You have communicated that students should not be subjected to opinions that contradict their family's values. Hmm. But which parents? I'm certainly not included in that. My family values science and mental health care, diversity and inclusion. She trampled on those values when she communicated with my child and promoted something different. She said, if you're going to censor the information that students are provided in the classroom, then you should also be censoring yourselves in the name of parental rights. For those who are supporting her, how would you feel if she were a Muslim promoting the truth of the Quran to your child? Or an atheist telling your child there is no God? Freedom of and from religion protects everyone, but it has to be extended to all of us. I think if it's truly about parental rights, you would have more to say in defense of mine. Dang, Drop the mic. That's good. By the way, I'll later, it's an amazing... Where did you say this was? What state? Uh, this was in Colorado. Oh, And later Colorado. in the school board meeting, like 30 minutes after the public address part, when the board members get a chance to speak to the public, Ivy Lou, the other conservative Christian treasurer lady, speaks up and says, <clears throat> uh, uh, oh. and Miss Carol, your child contacted Miss Jamie Lynn. Stop accusing her of pushing her agenda on your child. Your child contacted her. Please stop accusing her publicly of a misdoing. What? I have no idea. What? Is she... Your child wrote a nice letter to the school board member and the school board member responded with Jesus, Jesus crazy stuff. And the board member, other one, is saying, why don't you tell your child to stop writing to the school board? Oh, my God. These people are such assholes. But yeah, kudos to Lacey Carroll. And as I'm watching her give that speech, I know I wasn't alone because I saw people commenting on this, too. It's like, how come she's the one giving the speech and this other woman's on the school board? How do we get to change those positions? Mm-hmm. And the answer is you need people in those local elections to care enough to dump the people who shouldn't be on the school board and, and vote in people who actually care about students Instead of pushing Jesus on yeah. everybody, because it's never like the good form of Jesus that mm-hmm. they want to do it. Yeah, the one who protects sex workers and <laughs> feeds the hungry and heals lepers instead of yeah, yeah, that guy doesn't pretend exist. they don't exist. Um, I'll I'll jump to uh, this story because listen, every now and then when you do talk about this stuff, write about this stuff, things go viral. It is rare that something Did you has go gone. I went viral this week for oh. something that uh, was unpleasant. Oh. Um, it was fine. I posted a video Wait, clip. wait, wait. Did you fuck up? No, no. Okay. I never fuck up. <laughs> um, Christian, <laughs> Greg Locke is that preacher from Tennessee, sure. Mount Julia, Tennessee. Um, I posted a minute and a half clip of what he said on Sunday, and I think that thing has had like two million plus views. It so was a clip far. of just him, or is you just commenting? Him. Okay, just him. You don't need me. Yeah, um, <laughs> nobody but does. I'll tell you basically <laughs> what he said in his uh, Yosemite Sam getup thing. Pew pew yeah. pew pew. If you vote Democrat, I don't even want you around this church. You can get out. You cannot be a Christian. And vote Democrat in this nation. Okay. You get out, you baby butchering election thief. 
Um, wait, blah, blah. wait, wait. Baby Rookshire, an election thief? Yeah. Dang. That's a phrase. You cannot it's be a, a Christian and a Democrat in this nation. They hate this nation. You cannot be a Democrat and a Christian. You mm-hmm. cannot. Somebody say amen. The rest amen. of you get out. Yeah, get, get, out, out. get out in the name of Jesus. And then later, directly into the camera, everyone want to talk about the insurrection? Let me tell you something. You ain't seen the insurrection yet. <gasps> like, the hell? Greg Locke said this? Yeah, by the way, Greg Locke was on the ra- at the rally on January oh, 6th. Of course he was. That doesn't surprise me um, in the tiniest bit. And when the January 6th committee, like the one that's still doing work right now, uh-huh. you may recall that uh, they had asked... Uh, I'm sorry, I want to make sure I get this right. The sure. House Select Committee, the committee, they sent a records request to the National Archives asking for all documents, communications concerning the 2020 elections mm-hmm. and a bunch of people. And Greg Locke's name was on the list. He didn't enter the building as far as I know, but like uh, he was there. He was part of that whole thing. Anyway, so for that guy to be like, you ain't seen the insurrection yet. It's like, is that a threat? That feels like a threat. But more importantly, saying to the crowd yeah. that you can't be a Demo- uh, you can't be a Christian and vote Democrat. You are telling your congregation in no uncertain terms, mm-hmm. you must vote for Republicans. Like yeah. that's not an unfair rendering of what he said. Mm-hmm. And that's something as a pastor, you cannot do. You cannot tell people how to vote, who to vote for. Mm-hmm. I get that there's ways around that. You could talk about values, like vote for the pro-life. Yeah, and I think more importantly, the government does not enforce that. I and think that's, that's the important thing to talk about is like, yeah, shit like this happens all the time, and the government's like, mm-hmm. Well, and that's been the response. Everyone's like, hey, IRS, you're going to do something about this? And of course, the IRS does not care about your tweets to them. But Americans United for Separation of Church and State did send a letter, formal letter to the IRS saying, you guys, he's right there. Yeah. Do something. Um, He clearly told his congregations to vote against the Democrats from the pulpit of the church. This violates the law. Um, and they're not, that doesn't mean he gets jailed. That means he doesn't deserve a tax exempt status for the church. And by the way, this thing that he said, you cannot be a Democrat and a, you cannot be a Christian and a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Factually wrong. Factually wrong. Just to yeah. give you some quick numbers here. 40% of Protestants voted for Joe Biden <laughs> in 2020. 49% of Catholics did the same. 15% of white evangelicals voted for Joe Biden, which means tens of millions of Bible-believing Christians, even if Greg Glock doesn't think they're real Christians, mm-hmm. found a way to reconcile their faith yeah. with their Democratic vote. So I know he thinks anyone who doesn't do it isn't mm. a real Christian, no true Scotsman Ooh, stuff. they love but, no true Scotsman. But um, this idea that you have to vote a certain way, like, I, that only exists in his mind. And look... I will say the same thing. If you're an atheist, I don't really understand why you would vote for a Republican right now with the party you have there. But I fully acknowledge that some do. Yeah. But to, I, but here's the thing that bugged Even me, too. Even atheists can be monsters, not they just Christians. Can. We've talked about several <laughs> yeah. of them. But that's the thing. Like I heard time and time again from people who are like, I run a nonprofit group that's, that fights for a cause. Mm-hmm. We go out of our way to make sure we do not tell people how to vote, mm-hmm. even if it's we feel very strongly about it. We dot our I's, we cross our T's, we don't want that to happen. And then here's this guy just going on stage telling everyone, no precautions, no nuance. So frustrating. Just doing that. And like, 
is he ever going to get punished for it? How much no. more of a clear-cut case do you need? And I think that's the frustrating thing about this, because everyone's watching this clip. Yeah. They know he's crazy. He's factually wrong, but he's getting away with something unless the IRS does something and everyone's like, they're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. I know they're underfunded. I know they're understaffed. But again, if you, it's kind of like... If these people went after white collar criminals, like it would stop some of the problems. If you audited billionaires instead of low income people who can't afford to like Mm -hmm. fight back. If you went after the big kahunas, it would maybe stop part of the problem. And whatever you uh, get back and whatever message you're Mm -hmm. sending would go a much longer way. It's like, come on. I know you're understaffed. Put like three people on this dude. Right. Get it to stop and let's have that fight. Well, what I find very interesting is that the Republicans tend to be the like, quote unquote, party of law and order. Like that's their whole jam is criminals are bad and we're good. But they're very, just like with their Bible, they're very particular about the laws that matter to them. So if you're smoking weed in Indiana... That's a moral failing. But if you're violating federal tax law by promoting something outwardly that you legally cannot and still receive your 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 tax-free status, that one's fine. Mm-hmm. And so I would just really, maybe it would be more helpful if they could just give me a list of the laws that are important and not important. Because it's getting blurry. <laughs> right. The laws don't matter if you are Republican- that's kind they of what we're what learning. They do what they want to do. They do what they want to do. Um, by the way, the same day Greg Locke made that little speech, mm-hmm. John Hagee, a Christian nationalist preacher in Texas, mm. um, he told his congregation basically the same thing in less uh, Yosemite Sam terms. But his like <laughs> thing said, it's time for 65 million people to take our Bible-based convictions and drive this godless socialist administration out of office. Do it now. It's the same message. And his church, you cannot accuse them of being a circus tent church or being on the fringe. He is very much like mainstream, crazy, Christian nationalist. Is he a mega church guy? It is a huge church. Um, Like he's saying the same thing. Nothing's going to happen because the IRS, I believe if I have the numbers right, they've only done in like the past 30 years They've got, taken away tax-exempt status from literally one church, and it's some small potatoes one. Meanwhile, you have Christian nationalist churches that are like, we did, th- we told people how to vote, and then mm. we recorded it, and hey, IRS, here's the recording, That's come after us, because we want to take this to the Supreme Court. Yep. We want to have this fight to overturn the Johnson Amendment, and no one does anything. And again, FFRF sued over this very thing years ago. The IRS settled that lawsuit by basically saying, listen... We are going to enforce our rules. And FFRF is like, okay, fine. Just prove it. That's all we want. (laughs) And nothing still. So like, I don't know. Um, Let me jump back to a story we talked about last week because we kind of knew this was going to happen. Haven, Kansas, rural area. The Haven City Council a couple weeks ago. Uh, This is the place where the police chief slapped in God We Trust decals on the vehicles, and he was using the city, like the police department's Facebook page, to promote uh, Christian nationalism. Um, And like he was putting Bible verses there, Mm -hmm. Happy Easter with pictures of the cross. And basically two weeks ago, the city council said, can you like stop doing that? (laughs) Uh, Don't use the police department's resources to promote 
Christianity. It's not the place for it. Uh, specifically, a council member, Sandra Williams, said it's not the forum to be talking about God. And police chief Stephen Schaefer said, basically, I don't want to do this, but like, you're the boss. I'll do whatever the council wants me to do, even if I don't agree with it. Uh And he agreed. And I was like, that's what we talked about. Great. Like, that's what you should do. Mm -hmm. Take down the decals. Case settled. And then after... It's just like the platonic ideal of how we want these things to go. Like, people do stupid shit in authority. Hey, guys, you shouldn't be doing this. Oh, you're right. We shouldn't be doing this. Take it down. Like... The dream, the dream happened, and <laughs> is it still going on? Him and, and then it's like holy, dead? and it's like Kansas, rural Kansas. Yeah, exactly, this happened. Wow, exactly. good for you guys. And as soon as that came out of our mouths, like this won't no. last. You know they're gonna, you know they're gonna get. I'm angry. actually shocked you got swept away with optimism. That's so unlike you. Uh, for two seconds. Uh huh. So this week, never they again. Had, never again. <laughs> this week they had the next city council meeting, and at least for rural Kansas, it was jam packed with like four people. Uh-huh. And this time, people spoke out. Um, they're like, put this thing back. Uh, community members said they wanted to see council members resign. No one resigned, but they were like, put these things back and resign over the decision to take them off the car. That's exactly right. I just hope somewhere in that little town, there's a guy who's like the professional decal taker offer of (laughs) things who does like you know, windows when they have the things on them. And he's like, this is the best so the fucking Kirk month of, of my- Gilmore yeah, Girls. <laughs> exactly. The best month of my life. Take them off, put them back on. I got it. I'm here all day, guys. <laughs> now let me play my guitar for you all. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the night, this is based on reporting from KWCH's Grant DeMars, who was at the meeting because they don't do video of these meetings, nor do they post their minutes in a timely fashion. So according to this reporter, by the end of the night, the count five member council voted three to two to put the decals back on the vehicles. Sure. Um, Wait, the same chunk of people who said no. All five of them said take them off. And then three of them three were of like, them. "Oh, I prayed on it." Yeah, something like that. <laughs> or I was um, threatened by a nice Christian mom. <laughs> uh, the mayor, the mayor of the town, Adam Wright, actually said. He received hundreds of emails in support of the decals and that the few who opposed them weren't from the city. Hello. <laughs> um, but basically saying, well, popularity wins in this case. So let's just do the wrong thing because a bunch of Christians. That's what America was based yeah. on. Might makes right. Is that correct? Uh, but here's the amazing thing. And this is also according to the reporter. Mm-hmm. He said those three yes votes were all hesitant. That was his word. He said they were hesitant oh, because... so brave. Because... Heroes. They said, we'll say yes, but only if, and I'm quoting here, similar speech from any other religion or lack thereof can also be added to police vehicles. Praise and, Allah. Come and on. And then all three of those people said yes, <gasps> and they have no idea what they've done now, do they? Ooh, can we send them some fun? Oh, oh don't worry, everyone's decals. on top of it. Oh, okay. Everyone's on top of it. Oh, you it. mean I didn't think of that original idea you did by not. myself? <laughs> Satanic Temple has already mocked up decals saying protect, serve, hail Satan. Nice. Valor, pride, integrity, hail Satan. One nation, hail Satan. Duty, honor, community, hail Satan. Hey, if there's any Satanists listening, if you can toss a few of those my way, <laughs> uh, I have a new car coming eventually <laughs> and it needs to have more decals that say 
hail Satan at him. American Atheists and Freedom From Religion Foundation uh, said they were going to send E Pluribus Unum decals. Oh, okay. And I'll actually, take that. Uh, AA President Nick Fish told me certainly a phrase that speaks to how our nation and our community is stronger when we stand together would be more welcome than a divisive, exclusionary slogan that alienates almost a third of Americans. Honestly, E Pluribus Unum is a objectively better logo. It's Latin. It sounds fancy. It's about coming together, which is, I guess, our whole jammer used to be in the 18th century. half the people in this community are going to have to be uh, like on their phones. Like, what does that mean? Pluralbus. Um, it sounds like plural. By the way, here's the difference between like a Dave Silverman type back mm. in the day and Nick Fish. Dave Silverman would have been like, atheism wins, Christians are dumb, whatever. That's your decal. Nick Fish took this high road of let's just unite everybody and that's a good thing for all of us. So did FFRF, by the way. Nice. Um, to be fair, I haven't seen these decals yet on the cars. They said they're in the process of mailing them. I don't know how many they need, mm-hmm. but I I am amused by the fact that the people in the Haven City Council are like, we'll say yes to putting the In God We Trust decals back on as long as we're opening the door for everyone because that seems like a legal thing to do. Um, and all of a sudden... And, <laughs> they have no and, idea what And then their bluff got called. Their bluff got called. It looks like it's going to be called. Yeah. yeah. So good. I, I love that twist. I can't wait to see how their stupid cars look. It's going to be bonkers. Bonkers. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. This is this is a depressing uh, frustration, but this is important. So we got to talk about mm. this. Early on in the pandemic... Uh, like we're talking March 2020-ish. Okay. There is a pastor named Tony Spell in Louisiana. He runs a place called Life Tabernacle Church. It's one of those like almost all black congregations with this white preacher who talks with the Southern drawl sort of thing. Really? Yeah, is that a interesting trope? thing? I or don't is know how much that, a trope. I've never I've heard of. Seen it a couple times. Huh. But anyway, the thing about this guy, like if you watch it, it's a very. Um, they sing a lot. They're running around the stage a lot. Uh, very high charismatic. Energy? Very high energy. Um, so that's all fine. Whatever you do, your thing. But Tony Spell said when the pandemic began. The Democratic governor of Louisiana, John Bell Edwards, issued some executive orders, mm-hmm. as did many governors across the country. He said if, like, one executive order banned gatherings of 50 or more people um, in public spaces, mm-hmm. remember that was a thing. Oh, yeah. And he said, you know, it doesn't apply to airports or grocery stores where people are kind of in and out and moving. Sure. But, like, no gathering for anybody, for anything. Like, we're trying to not get the oh, virus boy. here. Um, Later on, it was dropped down to like 10 people, no Mm. more than 10 people, same rules. Tony Spell, this pastor, said, screw you, I'm going to still hold my in-person, maskless, massive in-person like church services. I'm still going to do it. Okay, cut to it. How many people did he kill? We don't know an exact number because, uh, like, good luck with tracing this untold stuff. Untold masses, you're saying. Untold masses. Um, I think at least one person, like, notably uh-huh. was killed. But, like, also this is a guy who said, oh, you got your, like, whatever, pandemic relief check. Uh-huh. Give it to Give me. Give it to me. Yeah, he did that to stimulus check. Give it, it to Why me. didn't we do that? Um, but at the <laughs> end of the day, <laughs> Patreon, here we go. Yeah. Um, he was ultimately charged on six criminal counts of defying the executive orders. Okay. Three, three times each. Wow, consequences. Three, yeah, right? If convicted, he faced a jail sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, 
early early on he wanted those charges dismissed but a judge said no you broke the rules like of course Mm -hmm. we're not dismissing the charges and later on in the year an appellate court upheld the ruling but here's where it gets weird because Mm -hmm. since that time Mm -hmm. as the pandemic has gone on the supreme court has issued a couple of different rulings where they basically said um, you know, if any places are allowed to remain open, if you say, yes, a grocery store is exempt from any gathering, you can't gather whatever, except in a grocery store. If you allow a grocery store to stay open, you can't say no for religious reasons, even though substantively in a grocery store, you're going in and out. You are not talking to people. You just need your stuff. It is essential. Whereas a church you could do on Zoom. It's yeah. not great, but it works. Doesn't matter. This just rocketed me back two years in time to May 2020 when I was just like, I don't know, man. I guess let them die. Like, I was so... Which is where we are today, too. It's like, uh, what should we do? More restrictions? Oh, no. Politically, it's bad. Right. We're just gonna... No, no, but what I'm saying is like, at that time when people were like, um, your dispensary is open, but my church isn't open, my, for probably a year and a half, I was yeah. like, I don't know, I guess die. I, what else do you want me to say? Right. I guess die about it. Right. And again, I it would, I would almost feel better if we knew it was, the virus was only hurting the people who were dumb enough to ignore the rules about it <laughs> as best we knew, even yeah. though that's mean, because some people are innocent victims. Tony Spell, not innocent. He knew what he was doing, put his congregation in harm's way. Mm. That's what I don't like about him. But here's what happened this week. Basically, a court, the Louisiana Supreme Court, said, well, the Supreme Court says everyone can stay open and you can't discriminate against religion and we don't want to piss them off. So you know what? We're going to drop all six charges against Tony Spell. just dropped it? All gone. The orders were unconstitutional. They said if factory workers, airports, office buildings were exempt, then churches can be open too. And the chief justice, though, one of the two, it was a five to two vote. One of the dissenters was the chief justice, John Weimer. Really? And he said there's no reason to think his religious freedom would have been impeded if he had to hold services outdoors or online, which is true. But the end result here is he's outnumbered. Well, Tony Spell's charges were dropped. He gets to be like, I'm the martyr for Christianity. Because their version of freedom of religion is just, I get to do whatever I want because I'm Christian. And like, I have yet to see an exception to that rule. Like, that is what it reads to me every time of the rules don't apply to me. I'm Christian. I can use the school property to pray. I can uh, keep my church open, even though people are dying right and left. Nothing matters as much as not my God, but my ability to do whatever. They have I want. no ability to put other people in their shoes, which like, is well, fucking none. wild. Because Jesus, that was his whole thing. Jesus was super into helping other people and poor people and people who have made bad decisions along the way. Like, it's just so sickening. This is the week we crossed the million people dying of COVID threshold, according Mm. to the CDC. In Louisiana, that number is 17,000 people died of COVID. How many were connected to this church? Or someone went to the church service and then came back home to their family and someone, like, who knows? It's hard to track. But, like, he, Tony Spell's, like, consequence for putting all those people in danger? Nothing. Yeah. At all. It's infuriating. Was that the last story? It's not, but the last one I have is even worse, and I don't even want to get into it. Um, 
I don't know. Do you want to hear the sad, yeah, saddest? Let there me was, hear it. Did you hear the headline this week about a three-year-old girl that died in an exorcism? That's the story oh, I heard. No. That's the headline. Jesus. I made the mistake Fuck. of saying, what happened to her? Tell me more, Hemant yeah, says, and regrets everything immediately. Yeah, I, I tried figuring out what the story was all about, and that was the mistake I made. Because I thought it's like, okay, some religious crazy person Y'all. thought the demon possessed the girl, did it some exorcism in big quote hands, and clearly they killed this girl, and that's horrible, and that's the story but I've also seen that story, unfortunately, of before, course. and it's terrible. And no, no, it was so much worse than that. Because okay, here's the tell gist me, of ready. the story. September of 2021, last year, a woman calls the police department, says her daughter died. Um, they found her at the address this woman gave her, which happened to be like, um, it's a house. It's a random house in San Jose, California. But it's actually like the room in the house is the church. That's how small the place is. It's a little tiny Uh-oh. church. Um, and she, the daughter, was declared dead at the hospital. The cause at three the time, years old, three said? years old, oh. homicide with the cause. Uh, they, the cause was homicide uh, caused by asphyxia due to suffocation. Oh no! Due to smothering. Oh no! Yeah. The mother said they were at the church run by her father, which is why I was at his house, <laughs> because they believed she was possessed by a demon. Um, I'm going to say this. Listen, what? turn this off if you can't deal with this, because I understand. I hate I when you do read. this, because I can can't go turn this too. off. But uh, fingers in your ears. Uh, no, I the got woman, it. the mother, uh, her uh, Claudia Hernandez, she said she attempted to stick her finger down the victim's throat and squeeze the victim's neck to <gasps> induce vomiting. Um, the victim fell asleep several times while she pushed down the victim's throat with her hand. Fell asleep or passed out or lost consciousness. This is what the police report said at the time. Why did she think the daughter was demon possessed? According to the police report at the time, it's because the girl would wake up and scream or cry periodically, which as Um... a parent... That's how That's just kids work. sort of the game, I think. They just yeah. make a lot of noises sometimes. Um, Claudia Hernandez, her brother Renee, and her father, the pastor, who's also named Renee, they apparently held this girl down and took turns trying to get her to vomit up the demon they believed was inside her. Then they didn't call 911 until two hours after she basically stopped moving. Mm. So, and by the way, here's where it gets, here's the part where I'm like, okay, that was bad. Mm-hmm. How does this get worse? After that attempted exorcism slash murder, mm-hmm. um, Hernandez sets up a GoFundMe page for the girl, like, my baby died, help me, raise $3,000, makes a YouTube... For her funeral? I or guess, other kids? I or guess. just were sad, give me money? I, I murdered my kid, I can I have some money ostensibly now? ostensibly for the funeral, but it's like, you you know Jeez, you caused this, right? She didn't mention Christ. it. She then makes a video in January. The mother? The mother, this is January of this year. Makes a video, I guess, honoring her daughter, but it's very much, I'm a teenage girl inside of a car. It looks like that. It has the vibe. Oh, I'm a teen girl in the car. Mom? Just talking about this thing that's going on in my life. And my daughter passed away and like, oh no. Um, like she never explains how the baby dies, how the girl dies. <laughs> Just shrugs it off and repeatedly says in the video, you know, it is what it is. It's like, that's your reaction it is to your what baby? it is? Four days after that, I think, she's charged with assault. Good. And she now faces 25 years to life in prison. Interesting, just assault, not 
not, Ass- not assault murder, is not... what I read. Like, I don't know if it's something worse or what. But yeah, this I'm week, just curious to see how it shakes out. The plot thickened this week because now, only now, were the other two guys also arrested. Is one her father? One is her father. And the other? One's her brother. Her brother. And what was amazing is like the Mercury News newspaper in the area, they spoke with the family of this this girl and they were like, the hell happened? And like the the father of Claudia Hernandez said, if you read the Bible, you'll see that Jesus casts away demons and made sick people healthy again. He basically said in the article, the girl was sleeping when she arrived at the church. She didn't scream or show any signs of distress. And he was trying to help her and then she dies. He's saying like, oh no, like that was unexpected. But that contradicts what he told Wait. the police about what happened to the girl. And also he said she came to the church and was fine. And sleeping, then, sleeping, and but sleeping. fine. And then suddenly she... Is he implying that she just spontaneously died in her sleep the way three-year-olds are much, wont to do when somebody's much. crushing their windpipe? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, this kids week... Kids had that really bad habit of dying when you strangle them. Yeah, Dorks. This week they were both arrested, charged with child abuse leading to the girl's both death. Both being dead Good. brother? Brother and the father. Okay. Uh, they also face at least 25 years behind bars. What right. I couldn't figure out, what I couldn't get out of any article about this, is why did the police wait this long to arrest those two guys when they, I thought, had the information they needed? Mm. I don't know what they were really waiting for. But either way, the basic story here is at least three people, if not other members of this church, were convinced that a three-year-old girl could be possessed by the devil, was possessed by a devil, and they had a procedure to eject that devil from her body. Mm-hmm. All three assumptions there are wrong, mm-hmm. but because they believed them so much so, assuming they really did believe this nonsense, they committed actions against this child that, outside the context of religion, would be clear-cut insanity murder. Mm -hmm. But they're like, they justified it. Best case scenario, they justified it in their heads because they were trying to rescue her from an enemy they made up in their heads. How many... It's just insane. I mean, we've seen this a million times. We've seen it in Oregon, especially. There's faith-healing churches Mm -hmm. where they're like, I'm not going to take my sick kid to the doctor. They truly would would rather let their kid die than betray their their faith in God, is is kind of my understanding of like bringing your kid to a quote-unquote real doctor is a sign of giving up. And there's no way to criticize what they're doing unless you're basically denouncing their core beliefs, which is why nothing, I fear... People denounce my core beliefs all the fucking time. Grow up and get over it. Well, your beliefs are like equality matters. (gasps) My beliefs are that I'm a loud woman and men hate it. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which... You could tell why I say that one for the end, because I didn't want to do that, but it's there. It happened. It's a real thing. When we talk about religion, like... People doing bad things because of religion. It's not a virtue. I know most religious people would see that story and be equally horrified by it. But this stuff happens because people believe these horrible, awful, untrue things. Mm -hmm. And they're spurred to do even worse things because of it. Yeah. Um, That's true. I don't know. I got nothing else right now. Um, do you want me to read? I haven't read a review from our podcast in a long... From our, sure. Do you want to read... Thanks for all the happy stories. Do you want to read one that's uh, nice about me or... Yes. Aggressively no. not nice about me. Well, let's do the first one. Uh, fine. I was hoping you would say the mean one. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Love, love, love. This is from... Oh, what? 
a lot of letters from March. Love y'all. Hemant is like the go-to guy for majority of YouTube and podcast atheists. Telltale, Mr. Atheist, Scathing Atheist, Cognitive Dissonance. I don't know who Telltale is. Oh, he's a good YouTuber. I yeah? like him. Yeah. Uh, I'm not on YouTube. You're missing out. I know I am, but I just don't know how to like harness it for good. Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> I did just learn... Oh, I didn't say YouTube was good. I oh. said there are some good YouTube. Sure. I did just learn that you can add like shit onto your like watch later list, and then you can <laughs> shuffle it. Oh. And so that's what I've been doing at like nice. one in the morning if I can't figure out something to watch. Like I get a little stoned and I just like hit a thing and it's either going to be like five of the most fucked up cases you've <laughs> ever heard or yeah. like some British chat show that's just like, here's Greg Davies being delightful for 10 <laughs> minutes. It's a real roller coaster ride nice. that works for me. Wait, I want to read a bad one. Um, do you want to read, do you want it called Jessica has got to go or not friendly, just annoying? <laughs> oh, I like not friendly, just okay. annoying. Let's go. I tried to like this podcast. I really did. Excuse me. I'm going to do a performance of this. <laughs> as a huge fan of the thinking atheist and a former fan of the friendly atheist. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't read this yet. Former fan of the friendly atheist, Hammond. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm so deeply hurt. Marahin, Tennessee is mad at you. Man. Um, um, I really wanted to like this podcast. For starters, this is a really good observation. This is just a snarky recap of the week's news. <laughs> Don't you hate when news recap shows recap the news? Isn't uh -huh. that fucked up of us? Uh -huh. This is my favorite. Okay. Uh, not much in the way of atheist content. <laughs> With a lot of quote-unquote F-bombs and other colorful language thrown in, mostly by Jessica, who adds what to the podcast? Everything. Nothing. In caps. Nothing <laughs> to the podcast. I enjoyed that. This is so personally mean. I enjoyed the <laughs> week when Jessica was on vacation. Thank you. I enjoyed that week, too. I was on vacation and wasn't getting yelled at by strangers on the fucking internet. Honestly, guys, I already knew. Oh, this is. Haven't. This user already knew about the Texas abortion law and Greg Locke getting banned from Twitter. Oh, he wow. already knew that, Hemant. Why Sorry. would you talk about this thing that John Tennessee <laughs> has already heard about? I'll stick with Seth, first name drop, who actually has original and interesting content. I'm still giving it two stars instead of one because Hemant. Affirmative <laughs> action. Affirmative action. Go. Because Hemet probably still has some talent left if his piss-poor <laughs> co-host hasn't already sucked it right out of him, period, unsubscribing, Listen, period. Listen, don't compare me to Seth. I can't compete. I Your know Your voice is that. terrible compared to I Seth. Know. We have two of the most obnoxious voices in podcasting, and Seth is like a radio god. Sometimes I'll get a text from Seth. You hear it? No, and oh. I'm like, why didn't you call me? <laughs> It's I remember when I read his book years ago, I, he's one of those people who just like very much writes the way he talks. And I was like, I, I'm just hearing his voice speak <laughs> through me. It's I truly like for a long time used to listen to his podcast to fall asleep because it's just which is, a great voice. Which is all to say, I know it's not that podcast. <laughs> he's fantastic. I love and his also, show. And also, I assume he still does like topics and he call does. and shit. That he is does. a different show it's so funny when people are like how come you don't do this like i don't know how come you haven't made a movie yet we all have shit we could do hypothetically and you're just mad at me because i'm not doing the thing that's in your head <laughs> Hemant, so he all already heard about say. greg Locke. why would we talk about it in our podcast this gentleman's already heard about it old news we can never Next. talk about anything ever unsubscribe um 
All of that say you should all leave a very nice <laughs> review. Do whatever you uh, want. I don't care. Go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast yep. and hate us with your donations. Thank you. Oh my um, God. It re- every time um, a mean man gives me money, I'm like, oh no. Oh, it hurts so bad. So if, if you want to make me feel bad, give me your money. <laughs> um, you can find you can always email us at friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com you can find me on twitter at Jess Blimke Hammond is at Hammond Meta you can try to figure out how to spell both of those yeah good luck, <laughs> good luck with them. <laughs> can I go through my list yes, of topics bonus episode topic okay it's a, it's a really TV focused as usual right. um, okay the show Our Flag Means Death which I was watching when you walked in and you were confused about it mm-hmm. the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once um, ooh, there's, um, this sweet Christian, uh, 20, 21 year old who <laughs> is at the restaurant where I go to every Monday. Um, and I just have some fun stories about her. Uh, she's a very sweet girl, but homeschooled Christian and sort of, um, there's a show called the other two that I may have brought up last week and I can't remember, but it's very good. Um, I watched my nephew Owen, who is two months old and I would love to talk about that. The Wild Season 2, I just finished, and I'm still going to bully you into that. And then, oh, that's it. That was a stupid thing. All right. I, I do want to talk about Survivor later, though. We might. Excellent. Yes, we might. When is the new season Survivor? Listen, tonight's episode was very depressing. I won't give anything away, but it made me mad before I came here to record this. Weren't you at dinner with your dad before you No, came I this? skipped that to watch Survivor, <laughs> and, then, and then I came here, and it makes me mad. Season ends next week. It's See, so good. But is there a new one? There's a new one coming it's soon, gonna right? It's going to be two more. Two more? Okay. Because I think... Men groups. That's something I'm pitching to Hammond, is that we, uh, we watch a season of Survivor together, because oh, I've yeah. never seen a moment of it. How are we friends? I don't know. We have truly nothing in common. Okay. All right. Anything else? Nope. We'll t- uh, talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. bye.